For this episode of the Jason Cavs Experience, this is a replay of a podcast I was on about a year ago, I believe, uh, called the Business Infrastructure Podcast, hosted by my great friend, Alicia Butler-Pierre. We talk about how Kevin's HR got started, what Kevin's HR does, different tools I use, and just different items. I hope you get some value out of this. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Cabinets Experience. Here at Cabinets HR, we have some exciting news to share. We are doing a rewards-based crowdfunding campaign for Cabinets HR starting March 2nd. We are doing this rewards-based crowdfunding campaign to continue the build-out of Cabinets HR. Our rewards include Cabinets HR t-shirts, social media outreach for your new company, eBooks, webinars, and more. You can go to the Cavernous HR Indiegogo link at https colon backslash backslash cavernousHR.co slash crowdfunding to donate and for more info. Thank you for your time today and remember to be great every day. This is the Jason Cavernous Experience, hosted by Jason Cavernous. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. Welcome to Business Infrastructure, the podcast about carrying back office blues of fast-growing businesses. If you're a business owner or operator looking for practical tips and solutions to scaling your business in a sustainable manner, you're in the right place. Now here's your hostess, Alicia Butler-Pierre. Hello and welcome to the Business Infrastructure Curing Back Office Blues Show. I'm your hostess, Alicia Butler-Pierre, and I'm joined today by Jason Kavnis. Jason is a retired U.S. Army officer who served for 25 years to include eight years as an enlisted member. He is currently the CEO and founder of Kavnis HR, where he delivers HR to U.S. companies with less than 50 employees while transforming the U.S. HR consulting industry. Jason also hosts the Kavnis HR podcast, where he talks to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startups, and HR. He's very involved in the Seattle-Tacoma-Washington startup community, and his personal motto is be great every day. He does his best to add value, help to solve problems daily, and to help others become better. He has a master's in human relations from the University of Oklahoma and is SPHR certified. Today, Jason is going to share with us how he used automation to deliver an employee handbook to a small business with less than 49 employees. So Jason, can't wait to get into this conversation, figure out exactly how you do what you do. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Great. How, how are you today? I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Jason. I'm a little, little under the weather, um, but I'm here and I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, so let's, let's just jump right into it. First, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do at, at your company, Cabinets HR? Yeah, so um, I'll give a little background on how I came this part. So a few years ago, I was time for the Army. You know, we talked to Army, trying to do the LinkedIn thing, find a job. So I was making connections. And this guy reached out to me. And he said, Jason, I have a startup called Mind Fold. We want to help um, college students, college graduates, and veterans find jobs using skill tests. Can you tell me how the Army can help you find a job? I was like, yeah, but what the next startup? I had no clue what a startup was at all. Like, what is, what is a startup you speak about, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he had this meeting. And I asked him, well, you never talk about HR. Why is that? He said, well, you know, most startups, they worry about minimal viable product, MVP, product market fit. We don't have time for HR. So a light bulb went off my head. I said, well, you know, I'm trying to get new job skills and learn, you know, how to work outside the military. Let me set up the HR department for you and just learn how to do other things. He said, well, let me think about it. But me being me, I started going to reading, started making products. So I was hired myself. An interesting side note, the person who did our marketing for us, the person who did our design for us, both went to high school, my daughter was in Korea. So it was interesting, you know, the um, dynamic there was really good. So I like to say I did everything except for code design. I was doing network recruiting. I got a lot of startups, a lot of small business, a lot of recruiting. And no one had HR at all. Of course, everyone has HR. You just like Amazon and Microsoft, but small companies and of course, like most startups really make it. But the idea was always in my head. So I started doing some research and you know, started validating my, my idea. According to the Small Business Administration and the J. Kaiser Coffin Foundation, there's over 5 million small business in the United States with 49 or less employees, most of them don't have HR. Hmm. And according to Dun & Bradstreet, I think it was last year, because of bad HR, small business lost $27 million. That's because you know, they're paying people too much, not paying enough. Wow. Clients, these challenges. And to break it down further, if you do the math based on the number of, amount of money lost and number of employees in small business, each, each small business loses an average of $10,000 employees with bad HR. So you have 10 employees, that's $100,000 a year you're losing because of bad HR. Hmm. And so we started from that. And, and HR is what I call the old HR, new HR. Old HR, you know, 
there's always a, we call it administrative, like, you always know, they never help you out. Or the new HR, you always try to find a new way to do things. And so the reason most HR, most small business owners don't have HR because of cost. Like a, a consultant will charge you for $150 or $500 an hour just to advise you. They won't really do anything for you. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of HR people, they're not, they're behind the time, so they're really not into automation. You know, they're more like, most of the time, go to your place of business is in four hours, they're going to be together. You know, it's like, why they got to be in four hours? You know, this doesn't make any sense to me. So at Chemistry, we're trying to like, the process, so to speak. And also, most consultants have like a template for employing him to go HR policy where one size fit all. And, you know, there's so many different businesses out there. Yes. Different, you know? yes. So that's what we're trying to do. So, Jason, when you say HR, can you state specifically what you're talking about? Or are you talking about the different things that go along with human resources, like employee policies and uh, I'm just thinking, you know, onboarding, interviewing, recruiting, terminating? Are you talking about all these different processes or what, what exactly do you mean when you say HR? Yeah, that's a great question. Because some people don't realize how expensive HR is. Like, one time I was trying to, I was to a potential customer and they don't want me to do recruiting for them. I don't really do recruiting. Yet. You don't do HR. Well, yes, I do. You know, there's recruiting, there's benefits, there's payroll, there's consulting. There's, I mean, just, yeah, there's so much. So, so I can't HR we do right now. We do um, HR compliance. We provide you an employee handbook, HR policies. And one thing I know most people don't know, your, your HR policies and handbooks are going to be different depending on your location. I can say Washington. There's a set of HR off of Seattle, one for Tacoma, and another one for the rest of the state. So each location has different laws based on the different criteria. Because you got to follow your federal, state, and city. And then the policies, and then we'll do the job scriptures for you, and then provide you response to HR advice to help you challenge it. Okay. Now, speaking of employee policies and developing employee handbooks for these, these small businesses, can you share with us an example of how you are able to deliver an employee handbook using automation? Yes. So basically, how it works, you can use like, so on the, the platform we use, when a customer signs up, we send them a question with 10 questions. And basic questions are how many days off you give employees, or are you giving paid holidays off? Are you going to have a jury duty? Like, employee handbooks, it's really like 85%. You really can't change. You only change the small part. So you send those 10 questions. Basically, you're the internet. They answer questions, and the code automatically changes everything for them. Mm. And then also, we ask them to, like, give a welcome message. So something like, welcome to Joe Bob's Pool Hall. You know, we would like to, you know, we're working with the team. You know, something like encourage and bring the culture. Because most people realize handbooks are really more for culture and your values versus compliance, in my, my point of view. Uh, can you say that again? Yes. Yeah, so my point of view, culture, a lot of people think handbooks are for like compliance and rules. But my point of view, more for like, uh, letting your people know the culture and value you want to have in your company. So we're going to be on the same page. Mm, great point. So, so. Is it that you, when you're working with a particular small business, and I'm assuming these are companies that are growing and they, they're looking to staff up. Yes. And, and that's when, because as I was listening to you when you were saying, you know, that when you were giving these very alarming statistics about, the, you know, how many startups or small businesses just don't have good HR in place. Um, you know, the thought that kept going through my mind and what we really focus on here on this podcast is about, okay, what happens when your company starts growing really quickly? And then you, you recognize that you have to hire more people. Well, as you hire more people, they would need a service like this to actually have these employee handbooks in place and have the job descriptions in place and, and be able to articulate what company policies are. So when you're working with a company and they realize they're at the point where they need to hire more people, do you, how long does it take to fill out this questionnaire typically? Oh, that's a good question. Like being an HR person, I can do it easily, but I'm learning most small business owners take a while because they not have difficulty with this struggle with something like something simple to me, but like, well, holidays you off. Well, holidays I want to give off. You know, there's a lot of give and take, so to speak. So that's taking longer than I thought would be, to be honest with you. Hmm. Like something like, a, like for my company, if someone has duty, I'm still going to pay them. Other companies, if they pay some of the hour, are they really going to want to pay somebody for duty or voting? Or are they going to, you know, do those kind of things? So those, those questions definitely take longer for some people than I, than I anticipated, to be honest with you. And if we could kind of, and I guess this is, that's where your consulting expertise comes into place, right? Yes, yes. Yes, to kind of help them talk through those things. So, like, yeah. Yeah, like talking to the pros and cons. You know, if you do this, this might happen. If you don't do it, this might happen. Got it, got it. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So if we could tie this into business infrastructure, which is for those who are listening to the show for the first time, business infrastructure is really just a system for how you link your people, processes, and your tools and technologies, like what Jason is describing, to ensure that your company continues growing in a profitable and sustainable way. So looking at the example that Jason is sharing, you know, the technology is definitely there, this automated tool that you have for creating employee handbooks in a relatively with a relatively quick turnaround. So in terms of processes, Jason, are there certain processes that come into play that, that these small businesses should, maybe if they don't have a document, but that should at least be thinking through as they prepare for their employee handbook? Yes, I mean, yes, they should be. I mean, a, a lot of small business owners, they always think they trust me to do later on. I mean, it can be to extent, but the sooner you take care of it, the better. And because one item, like, uh, we're talking about job descriptions. Most small business owners don't have job descriptions, but when they start hiring, how can you tell your people what you want to do if you don't even have the job scripts written down? Exactly. And if we employ handbooks, it's, you know, it's all the basics in there. And people say, well, everyone should know what we're doing. Well, how about a new person? They don't know what to do. Right. How do you, how do you put it all in there? And talking about when the company grows, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, most small business owners, one, they have one person, like Osman. Osman to be the market person, HR person, mm-hmm. the coffee person. Right. <laughs> Wearing several hats. Yes. And then they're trying to do all these full-time jobs and it's, it's not working. Yeah. That, that is definitely the case, especially with the startup. And then as, as entrepreneurs, we have to recognize, understand, and appreciate the fact that as we hire people, they want to 
do that one particular thing that they're very good at and, and not necessarily sweep the floors and, and get coffee for people and also do the job that they were originally hired to do. So I think for, for many of us, I think it can be difficult to make that mental shift that not everybody else that works for us is going to have the same mindset necessarily as us as, you know, us as the entrepreneur slash business owner. Yes. So what lessons have you learned as a result of working with all these different clients and helping them create their employee handbooks? You've already shared such, such great information. Again, I'm still kind of thinking about those different stats that you ran through, but are, is there one lesson in particular, or maybe a couple of lessons that you've learned as a result of doing this work so far? Well, listen, I'm learning is like, so I'm, I'm not a tech expert, but I'm, I'm tech, I'm kind of tech savvy. I kind of know what's going on. I can get by. There's some, some people out there that are not tech savvy at all. Like some people that don't know what Google Drive is, they don't know what Dropbox is. They have no clue what mm-hmm. computer. And so you still got to try to work with these people to use bring technology too, to make it, make it as user friendly as you can, you know? Because like, suppose you have, we're for example, construction industry. Most of the construction industry, they've been there like 30, 40 years. They've used the same system. And so it's kind of hard to bring the technology to them, but that makes any sense. You got to really try to teach them a different way how to make the company better, make the process better. And there's a lot, of, a lot of companies out there like that. Because I can see a career, a lot of people think we're like, we're, we're tech savvy. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm literally sitting over here with my mouth wide open like, what do you mean, Jason? They don't know what yeah. Dropbox is. You're yeah. in Seattle. Um, you're on the yeah. West Coast. Not yeah. too far from Silicon Valley. Yeah. How is that possible? <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, a lot of people like to take it, oh, everyone has an iPhone or everyone does this. Every, you know, but, you know, those people like construction industries, for example, probably the restaurant industry, out there, manufacturing, who still do things the same way year after year. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, so I had to work through that too. I thought, oh, everybody just type the stuff and be done. Like, and for example, so of course, we have to qualify customer, right? There's an organization I belong to here, but network organization. There's like 30 people in organization. Half of them didn't have a website. A third of them said, a third of them said AOL email. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I was like, man, I don't need to reach out to them because they're trying to be a customer. But it's, it's a lot of people because, yeah, I'm just like, tech is good, but it's not as you know, influential in all of America as we like to think of it as, you know. That is so interesting. Because I, I guess because I'm, I'm just thinking, when I even, even, even if it's just to get my oil change, everything is electronic when I get to the, the, the dealership. And I, I notice the technicians, they're all walking around with iPads and tablets. And so I, I'm just, wow, that is really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd like for you to also share some advice that you may have with those listening who might be in a position that you've already described where they're at a point where they need to seriously start investing in their HR policies and, and handbooks and getting some of these key things in place. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd love to hear what your advice is for people in those situations. You currently have more business than you can handle. Do you need to hire more people but don't have processes documented to train them? Behind the Facade, How to Structure Company Operations for Sustainable Success is a book that explains step-by-step how to create business infrastructure in your company so that you can hire the right people to do the right things in the right working conditions. It's the world's first book ever written about business infrastructure exclusively for small businesses. Visit BehindTheFacadeBook.com to get your copy today. That's BehindTheFacadeBook.com. And we are back with Jason Kavnis. Jason, before the break, you were telling us how you were able to use all the elements of business infrastructure, technology, processes, and people to create this system for solving this problem of creating employee handbooks in fast-growing small companies. What advice do you have for those of us who may be experiencing something very similar in our companies? So at first I would say you have to be open to um, new things. A lot of people say, you know, it's always been done this way. I'm not going to improve. Why well, everything can be improved? You should always be looking at new things. Even if you think your system is the best ever, like you had the same system for 10 years, always do what you want. What, what's the harm of going once a year and looking at competition of the system? Mm. You know, find a, find a new way to do things. There's, there's always something new out there. There's always a new app. There's always there's so many things out there to improve your business and make it more automated and take those manual things off your plate. Because all these manual things are taking up your brain space, so to speak. Free that brain space up to focus on things you need to focus on, like building a product, focusing on your customer, and making the company you want to be instead of spending your time on what I like to call ankle biter items. <laughs> I, I actually have something else that I'd like to get your thoughts on. So in the line of work that I do, I create operations manuals for these small, same small businesses, really, um, that you're talking about. And a lot of times there's confusion between an employee handbook slash manual and an operations manual. And what I always tell people is that your employee handbook or manual is really about the company policies, whereas your operations manual is about, okay, how do you do things in this company? How to do X. You know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about that. Do you ever run into that also where people are maybe kind of confused the two and they may be expecting you to get more into some of their day-to-day operational processes? Yes, and I, I agree completely with your definition. I have so many people tell, tell me, well, what's the operation part of HR? Okay. And okay. Like, you know, it's, it's two separate things. Like you said, one deals with people, and one deals with the product you're building a company, two separate things. I agree completely with your definition. But a lot of people do get confused. Yeah, well, hopefully between the two of us alone in our respective podcasts, we can help change that. Now, Jason, before we wrap up, I, I can tell you're already incredibly knowledgeable about what you do. Would you mind sharing some of the resources that you rely on to make things like this happen? Are there certain books that you can recommend or, you know, I know you have your own podcast. Any resources that you can share would be really helpful. So I've been doing this starting like two years, so I've learned to use a lot of tools and not enough time right now, but I'll send all the links you can put in the show notes. But 
Some of them I'm over big on social media. It's also scheduling tool called SmartQ, where I go the first month and schedule my, my uh, social media for a whole month. Like my Facebook, my Twitter, my LinkedIn, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. On, on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, but on um, Instagram, as most people know, you can only, go, you can only go link your bio. Mm. But there's a tool called Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R-E. Okay. It's $6 a month. Well, it's actually free, but you want to take off the branding and do more stuff for $6 a month, which means really nothing. And you have unlimited links. Like my Instagram, I have my podcast bio on there. My um, wow. blog, I have like 10, 10 links on there. It's, it's unlimited. That's wow. a big one. Um, Slack, I use internal messaging. I use a software program management. I'm just, I mean, there's so many tools out there. You just have to go out experiment. Just, yeah, Slack is great, especially, you know, as an internal communications tool. Yes. And I could see, you know, you were talking about construction companies as an example. I could totally see construction companies leveraging Slack to give very quick updates and communications around a particular project that they're working on. Yes, but I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's many tools out there. You just gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to experiment. You got to look around. And even if you think of the best tool, like, what's the harm going once a year and looking at the competition? Maybe, maybe you get a better price on your, on your, on your, on your service. Maybe something can change. Mm. Well, this, this has been really great information. And who knew that you could automate an employee handbook? I think that is absolutely genius especially so I, I, mm-hmm. I do want to add one more thing so yeah, another, sure. difference, another difference for me and like regular company so if you have a regular HR consultant and they do a handbook for you let's say they charge you $500 on one handbook and they they do it for you in April and let's say October shit comes in some of the changes they're going to charge you a totally new handbook where for us for the same price any updates to handbook you automatically get the handbook and you get like a message saying hey this handbook's updated, get everyone to sign it again. So that'd be included in the cost. So everything's like updated automatically all year long for the same mm. price. Is there a name for your tool, this this technology that you've developed? <sighs> no, and the tool is nothing new. Nothing we do is rocket scientists. It's Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nothing it's nothing magical about it. It's nothing groundbreaking groundbreaking or, you know, NASA worthy. It's just it's old technology, to be honest with you. Okay, but but the the true value is in the knowledge that you that you add to the use of that technology. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, got it. So, how can people get in touch with you if they are listening and they definitely want you know to take advantage of this opportunity to automate their employee handbook? So uh, we've done a good job of being on social media. So either Jason Cabinets or Cabinets HR on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Snapchat, Instagram. I'm, I'm like, I have like two or three pages on Google. So it's, it's pretty easy to get, get a hold of me. Okay, perfect. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been awesome. No, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. You do some great things yourself. Thank you so much. Well, now I want to talk to you, the person listening to this right now. Is your company growing fast and you need a reliable way to quickly create an employee handbook? Here's a recap of how Jason did exactly that for one of his clients. Actually, this is what he's in the business of doing. Remember, handbooks are more about the culture versus the compliance. So with his tool, he's able to ask you 10 very specific questions. And based on your answer, he can quickly automate and produce an employee handbook custom made just for your small business. And the reason he's able to turn that around so quickly is because, as he mentioned, 85% of the information that goes in your handbook are things that legally you can't change. Is that right, Jason? Yes, that's correct. From a legal standpoint. And speaking of, of legal compliance, he also made a really great point that if you have multiple locations, or if you're doing business in multiple locations, you definitely have to take into account the differences in city, state, and federal law as you put together your employee handbook. Make sure you go back and listen to this episode. I recommend downloading it 
go back and listen to the very beginning where Jason was kind of running down all of those stats from Dun and Bradstreet as well as the SBA. Very alarming rates. And if there is a way that you can save your company money as a result of having quote unquote good HR, definitely do that. Make sure you reach out to Jason and his company, Cavness HR. He can be reached at Jason Cavness. That's Jason, J like Jason, A S O N like Nancy Cavness. That's C A V like Victor, N like Nancy, E S S, or Cavness HR. He's on pretty much every social platform out there that exists. So that includes LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. You name it, he's probably uh, on there. So definitely make sure you reach out to him. We will have links to all of the information that Jason has shared with us in the show notes at businessinfrastructure.tv. You'll also be able to subscribe to the show as well as, again, make sure you download the episode for future reference. And while you're there, don't forget to let us know your feedback. Again, you can do all of this at businessinfrastructure.tv. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, stay focused, be encouraged. This entrepreneurial journey is a marathon and not a sprint. Until the next time. Thank you for listening to Business Infrastructure, the podcast about curing back office blues with Alicia Butler-Pierre. If you like what you've heard, do us a favor and subscribe, leave a rating and review, and more importantly, share with your colleagues and team members who could benefit from the information. Join us next week for another episode of Business Infrastructure with Alicia Butler-Pierre. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Jason Cabinets Experience. We're asking for your support for our rewards-based crowdfunding campaign for Cabinet HR, either through your donation or by sharing this link with your networks. We are doing a rewards-based crowdfunding campaign to continue the build-out of Cabinet HR. Go to https colon backslash backslash cabinetshr.co slash crowdfunding for more details and to donate. Thank you for your time today and remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day.